lover of our soul. As I was in a state of ecstasy earlier on the Holy Ghost, blood of Jesus Christ called the New Covenant, I was in the steam room in the Lord's Day, and uh, this was just about three hours ago. And I was just contemplating this verse in the Bible that says, Jesus, the lover of our souls. You know, and our souls are all of our experiences in this world, everything since, you know, we came out of our mother's womb, everything, you know, that distracts you when they're talking, you know, behind your back. All the little chitter chatter in the background, you know, the peanut gallery on Periscope, you know. All the, the goofy stuff that goes on in people's brains that you just have to ignore while you're in a state of ecstasy, trance-like rapture and bliss and ecstasy is the only way to live in the new covenant once you're deluged in the river of life and out of your carnal minds and out of your sin nature and out of your flesh no longer in it in the Holy Spirit which is our salvation the Holy Spirit and I was just seeing this thing you know and it's so deep you know it seems like well yeah love you know but that's the infinite oasis of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ heaven itself the third heaven not the second heavens but the third heaven where we're born again and our names are written in the Lamb's book of life in heavenly Jerusalem where Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God in all glory transfigured celestial flesh our King of Kings and Lord of Lords it's such a perfect love that that's all I really want you to experience because once you're encapsulated in that warm blanket of the Father's love in your heart and your mind that everyone looks for in drugs, alcohol, and sexual morality, and religion, and churches, and groups, and just wanting to, to fit in. And I mean, this everyone is looking for it. There's a million things going on in every nation. There's a million things going on everywhere. But the only one thing that really matters is God the Father. And like the two prodigal sons of Luke 15, you kind of burn out in religion, you kind of burn out in rebellion, and is that all there is in this world? I guess I'll just take my last hit of heroin and die, you know. A lot of my friends are doing that. I've had several friends, close friends, die from heroin overdose the last few years, and it's that's why I go harder in the gospel every day in this thing, because I don't want to see people die in drugs and alcohol and die on AIDS and sexual morality and the worst, the worst of the worst. You know, you'd think that the rebellion is bad, but it's not the worst thing Satan has. <laughs> rebellion is not the worst thing that Satan has. Religion is. And to watch my brothers and sisters in Christ still in spiritual Egypt in 2017, almost entirely everywhere, it's it's horrific. I mean, the suffering is beyond human imagination. The suffering of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus wept. Yeah. Hallelujah. And those aren't tears of joy. They're tears of sorrow. He's familiar with sorrows. Isaiah 51. A man despised and rejected above all others and familiar with sorrow. You know? And he's constantly healed with the angels. Yeah, whoop de do, You know, cherubim and seraphim. You know, I live in a continual ecstasy, but I also live in continual sorrows. 
because of people rejecting that ecstasy that I live in, called the third heaven love, the love of the Father that's stronger than death, the love of the Father that's the cup of salvation that we drink every day in copious amounts, that we indulge in so super abundantly in, that it's, Isaiah says, you can be drunk on it. Jeremiah says you can be drunk on it. And also King David in Psalms 23 says, Your cup was supremely intoxicating. And you can tell when they're intoxicated because they're out of their human mind. You're out of your mind. Yes, that's what the mind of Christ is. Being out of your human mind and into a spirit's mind called the Holy Spirit, the maker of angels and the maker of you, the creator of the whole world. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is absolutely the creator of all creation. And you get into his mind, and it's a supernatural mind. There's not a one drop of anything natural, of anything of the Greek educational system of Babylon the Great in it. It doesn't exist. That's why it's so hard for people that are so educated, and we're all so educated, you know. You know, we got our doctorates in divinity, and yet we don't know the Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible. Like we're smarter than our Creator. Is that really the epitome of man's pride? That we think in our own brains that we're smarter than our own Creator. And that's really the story of Job and the suffering of all mankind, is that we have tested everything in this world you know, and we think we're really something because, you know, we have these experiences and we know this stuff and, you know, and our experiences are real and we do know some stuff, you know, we do have some knowledge and that's good, you know, but you're never smarter than the Holy Spirit and you got to understand the Holy Spirit is more childlike than all the children of the world combined. Enter the kingdom like little children, it is written. If you're an adult in your brain, you will never enter the morning star. The mind of Christ is the child's mind. That's why we stay in childlike freedom all the time, every day, and demonstrate it. That, that is the most mature state of being in the third heaven. The second heaven sorcerers deceive you to pull you into Egypt, which is a spiritual place of religion, that being mature is having a doctorate in divinity and being ordained by the bishop of so-and-so's organization and having, you know, ordination of man because the ordination of the heavenly Sanhedrin of the Creator, Yahweh, is unknown <laughs> to these people in Gog and Magog in their buildings made by human hands and their human systems and human shelters and everything of human nature, of, of the human flesh of human blood. You know, everything that you work for in your human nature must be forgiven you. That is the beginning of building by the Spirit. Unless the Spirit builds the house, the house of wine. Amen? The laborers labor in vain, it is written. <laughs> the only Psalm of Solomon. <laughs> I think he learned that, right? Because he built the temple. This has to be built by the Holy Ghost. You know, hands off. This ain't about my blood. This ain't about my sweat. And it's certainly not about my sorry tears. It's about His blood. It's about His sweat. And it's about His tears. 
right? Jesus wept. His sorrows are the sorrows of divine suffering. His sorrows are not the sorrows of woe is me, you know. I'm a man of unclean lips. No, you gotta understand Jesus and the Father are one. All this sorrow in Egypt and this sorrow in Sodom is just the fallen state of man. Get out of Egypt, get out of Sodom. They are, they are states of mind, is what you need to understand. Egypt is a state of mind. It has zero to do with the city or the, the nation Egypt, and Sodom has nothing to do with the ancient city Sodom. They are current cities in 2017 in the spirit world. you got to understand that because Revelation talks about it, and it's written in the Bible, okay? It's not taught because people are so immature they can't teach on these things. They're not spiritual enough. But I am. And I'm not lying to you and I'm not boasting. It's just the truth anyhow through what I've suffered. I've drank enough to be able to tell you the truth tonight so that you can be empowered in your hearts and minds in the river of life. Amen? And be filled with the seven spirits of God so you can be huious mature ones and no longer technon babies sucking at the bottle. You know? <laughs> Nothing worse than a 70-year-old Christian still sucking at the bottle. And that is 99% of the Christian church worldwide. I tell you no lie. Because the pastors themselves and the ministers themselves, the apostles and prophets, I listen to them. The charismatic leaders, and I'm not mad at them. I love you perfectly. Love corrects you. Love chastises you. As it's written, God disciplines those He loves. But those that are not disciplined are bastards, orphans. You know, anyone that rejects being disciplined by the Father can't know the Father. And this isn't being beat up. This isn't being a whipping boy. This isn't the slavery of Egypt with the taskmasters over your head in a spirit of condemnation saying you're never going to be good enough. Try harder, try harder. No, 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 no. This is in the river of life. This is an ecstasy. God disciplines me in ecstasy every day so I can have more ecstasy tomorrow. And I've been on this path continuously for nine years daily. Every day for nine years straight, there has been a greater ecstasy, joy, and rapture through my mind. And it's all been because of more discipline that I don't even ever stray in one area of my thought life into Egypt or Sodom into rebellion or religion, because those are places of hell on earth. And I've learned to be fortified in the river, you know, through what I've suffered, that I'm not coming out of the river. I'm not better than you. I'm actually worse than you. Because if I'm out of the river, I die. <laughs> and you don't understand, like, I don't have anything else. I don't have any plan B. All my chips have been in this basket for 18 years. I have never invested in anything else in my entire life than the kingdom of heaven since I was born again. And we have suffered tremendously because people just go off and do everything else that they've invested in with their blood, their sweat, their tears, and their money. Everything they've invested in, their families. I mean, that's why we've seen so many hundreds of thousands come and go. It's because they're so invested in this world. They're so invested in Babylon. They have so many other things going on. I don't. I don't have anything else going on except God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the third heaven. I have no life apart from His life. You know? 
And the people in Babylon, you know, think you're a loser. Like, get a life, you know. To get some hobbies. What else do you do besides ministry? What else do you do besides the kingdom? What's, what else do you do besides prayer, you know, and drinking and being drunk and being happy? <laughs> you know? And they, you got to understand, we've seen so many hundreds of thousands of people in full-time ministry 11 years that this is continuous every day. People trying to pull me down into their worthless crap that they do out of ignorance of not knowing the Father that well. And I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you, I don't backslide anymore. I don't deviate from the river. I don't leave the river. There's nothing in the entire universe that can pull me out of the river of life. There's not a temptation in Satan's kingdom that can take me out mentally in my mind. You know, it's called having the full armor of God on and in the day of the Lord, stand. (laughs) And taking up the sword of the Spirit so that the Word of God in the river of life can destroy all the enemies of Jesus Christ in the heavens and in the earth. Amen? Do you have the sword of the Spirit? It's the Word of God. It is active, it is energized, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder the soul from the spirit, and it judges the thoughts and intents of our hearts. Amen? Why? Is he angry at us? Not a drop of anger. Because he loves us. He sanctifies us. He circumcises our hearts, and he circumcises our minds. So we can be the spiritual Israel of God. It is written, Galatians chapter 6, to the Israel of God. And what is the capital city of all creation? The book of Revelation tells us it's no mystery. It is written for 2,000 years in the Bible. We just don't believe it. That's why we don't experience it. I believe it. I experience it. And it is more real than Babylon the Great. It is more real than all doubt, all unbelief, and every other word ever spoken inside any building made by human hands. The temple of the Lord God Almighty and the temple of the Lamb of heavenly Jerusalem are more real than any other city on planet Earth. And you're about to see it. Even the unbelievers. The unbelievers and the doubters and those that say there are no there are is, is no kingdom, there is no God. <laughs> That you're just animals, you know? And they believe Darwin instead of Jesus Christ. I was once that foolish. As it's written, fools say in their heart there is no God. It is so foolish. And I was so foolish. I was so filled with darkness that it took them three months every other day of driving demons out of me. Up to two hours at a time of exorcisms every other day at Minnesota Teen Challenge with Rich Sherber, with Earl Gilchrist, and a bunch of other pastors in there every other day up to two hours for three months because I was so full of lies. I believed everything Satan ever told me. I was just that dumb. I tell you the truth. And when I found out it was all a lie, I was the angriest person you'd ever seen because I just went the way of everything in the world. And God just co-ordered me into this teen challenge. All my friends, all my drug addict friends were saying, now don't become a Bible thumper. And I'm like, looking at him like, guys, you know, I was the leader of all of the groups I was ever a part of and always the most rebellious. 
you know, and just, we tried all the groups in high school, you know, we did academic groups, I got a 4.0, I got a genie on my letterman's jacket, we did, I went to state twice in tennis, I was all conference in football, but then I also did the extreme drugs, and I mean, every little click in high school, in four different high schools, I experimented in to see what's here, you know, I was just, I was an old soul in a young body, just learning, 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 learning. And at the end of the day, I said, well, there's nothing here. So I just maxed out on drugs. I thought, you know, I'd read the Bible, I'd read the Quran. I mean, I'd tried Buddhism. I'd tried everything. I mean, literally. Lived a really, really fast life up until age 18. And nothing here. Well, the one thing that is here that could save us was the Holy Spirit. And I'd never seen any evidence up until age 18 that there was a God that I could remember because I was so full of darkness. And it's that potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. It's that presence of darkness in the mind that keeps them so bewitched that even if the archangel Michael stood in front of their faces, they wouldn't believe. Even if the angels of the third heaven ascended and descended upon their faces, they would still not believe. I'm telling you. You can only believe when you're drawn by the Father. I'm telling you, it's grace. You have to be chosen. I'm telling you the truth. And the Holy Ghost chooses everyone. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ's blood was spilt for the salvation of everyone. But most people in past generations rejected His sacrifice. You gotta understand the sovereignty of God. You gotta understand the river of life, and all of it will make sense when you jump in the river. And the Holy Spirit will just illuminate your mind with the Messiah. The Holy Ghost will just quicken why things happened in your past. It was all for a reason. There is a real God, and there is a real devil. One third of the angels fell, and that's why the nations are in chaos, and why there's so much confusion in the world's nations, in the world's systems. I mean, it, it will all make, clear up, it will all make sense when you get in the river. But outside the river, all that exists is Great Babylon. And Babylon is the word translated into English, confusion. Great confusion is all that exists outside the river of life. But in the river of life is pure mental clarity continuously in an ever-increasing, crystal-clear living waters. And these waters proceed from the throne of our Father in heaven. We have a real heavenly Father. And there's a real King of righteousness at His right hand whose blood was spilt 2,000 years ago. It's all real. I didn't believe any of it. I grew up Catholic and I thought it was just all man's control systems. I was shocked. Because I would have believed anything that was real. I was open, man. And all I found was darkness, darkness, and more darkness. Experimented with everything. And when I found out it was Jesus, and it was in the Holy Spirit, and I and the Satan had blocked it off from me, I'm like, oh my God. No way. The stuff about Jesus is true. I was shocked. I mean, it was horrifying. And this, all the demons were cast out of me, and I said, whatever you want to do with my life, I'm 18 years old, a Minnesota Teen Challenge, two miles away from where I'm at right now. Whatever you want to do with my life, Holy Ghost, do it. All of you, Holy Spirit, and none of me was my first prayer. And He did it. He took over my whole life and just continuous miracles, signs, and wonders ever since. And I'm telling you, a lot of people have been just hardening their hearts. <laughs> 
You can see it, you know. You'd think they'd all believe. That's what I thought. I'm like, I found the Lord. I found Jesus. I found the river. And I started telling everyone in Team Challenge, you know, there's 80 people in there. I'm just ministering to all of them because they came out of such hell, you know. I'm having exorcisms every day. I'm like, the spirit world is real. I'm like, all this stuff is real. The Holy Ghost is real. The blood of Jesus forgives our sins. And I'm just completely filled with the river of life, feeling like I'm levitating, walking around because my sins were so forgiven. I felt like an angel. You know, I felt light as a feather. It was crazy. Like, my born-again experience was so dramatic, and I got so healed and so delivered and so set free. And I did go back into rebellion in college, and, you know, we've got into a little religion, too, from time to time, because this whole world's just filled with lies. <laughs> and you just, you just stray a little, you stray to the right, and you stray to the left, and then it's like, what the heck, man? Really? Like, even... All of this stuff in the charismatic church is a lie? I mean, is the whole world fallen? Is it that bad? And it's like, yeah, it's that bad, but the river of life is that good also at the same time, which I'm learning the hard way through what I'm suffering. In the river of life, it's like, yes, the whole church system is totally demonic. Entirely. It's not redeemable, and it has no place in the kingdom age. None of it. Not a single church will remain. Not a single organization. Not a single any of that garbage. This will be pure kingdom of heaven reality of the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. I mean, I'm telling you guys, what the Father has planned for this world is beyond human imagination. All you can do is just receive like a little child. And it's coming regardless of your belief systems. Regardless if you agree with it in your doctrines or theologies and what you've been taught in school and what your pastors tell you. None of that matters to God the Father or the 24 elders. They're in charge and we're not. We're the passive dependent recipients of the river of life. And the river of life is what is removing all the systems of man worldwide. And they're systems of sorcery. They work upon the second heaven stars. And that's what crams their minds with darkness, which is starlight. That's how backwards this whole world is. Jesus Christ says in the Bible, If the light in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? Measure it. How much sorcery, how much witchcraft is in them? And then measure it. That's what's written in the Bible. If the light in them be darkness, how great is that witchcraft? Because that's all that exists. Apart from the glory of God, there's only two substances in this whole universe. The river of life and everything outside the river of life in Sodom and Egypt is all potent sorcery, Babylon, the great confusion. So you get into the river and you get filled with third heaven light, the light of the glory of the Lamb that was slain, you know, that's where your sins get forgiven. That's where your sorceries and your manipulations and your human nature just washes off you and the divine being inside you, the new creature in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17, reality comes forth in glory. And that's the greatest revelation of this great awakening of the end times is that you are all divine spirit beings. Have no identity in your animal flesh. You were animals, and the Bible says that. It's called beast, 666, mark of the beast. One who lives out of the carnal mind instead of the morning star mind of Christ, Holy Spirit mind. 
It's all simple stuff. It's all childlike stuff. It's either tree of life spirit or tree of the knowledge of good and evil flesh. You know, and the flesh and the knowledge of the flesh has the appearance of good. But it is pure, diabolical confusion and sorcery of Lucifer and his angels, I tell you the truth. Get it out of here and we will wash it all into the lake of fire as we wake up in the tree of life, which is the roots of David and the bright morning star, the olive tree of Israel. Amen? And what kept us out of the Garden of Eden is now what engrafts us in to the tree of life, called the flashing sword and the cherubim. The cherubim work inside your DNA. Right there, you know, you've seen serpent DNA, the two snakes. Yeah, well now those are gone, and that's the tree of knowledge, and now you have the two cherubim. Amen? Because <laughs> we're in the different tree now, we're in the tree of life, no longer the tree of death. No longer the tree of human flesh. We're in the tree of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We're in the tree of life. We're in His blood sacrifice. We're in the house of wine. We're in the river of life. We're in the glory of God now. So we have the cherubim. That's the perfection of the new covenant. We have the cherubim guarding our heart and healing the two strands of our mother and father's DNA. I'm telling you, it's the truth anyhow. This is for the healing of the nations, the Bible declares. The river of life, right through our hearts and right through our minds, healing our DNA. That's the work of the cherubim, the glory angels of the throne of God. And where is the throne of God? Not outside you. Luke 17 says, it is in you. And it is written on your hearts. And it is written on your minds. The word of God is the throne of God. King of kings and Lord of lords and you have it in you already. And you will physically experience it as you grow your faith by drinking the Holy Spirit, the river of life. In Jesus' mighty name. We love you guys. Support this ministry if you want. Redlettermin.com, tons of resources. Check us out on Roku now. Awesome stuff. We refresh the broadcast on Roku every day. Brand new audience. Glory to God. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Ha <laughs>